Colleagues, welcome back to the office and welcome to our podcast and presentation for today. This is Learn SQL with whom else? Steve, me, your instructor and presenter for today. This is a class I've been looking forward to and wanting to present for a long time, and I'm so excited to share with you a new tool and resource that we put together at K2 and CPE today to help folks learn how to use databases and how to write SQL code. So much of what we're working with on a day-to-day basis involves utilizing databases at a very material level. I would say there's so much with respect to uh, accounting these days that really kind of materially utilizes a database in a significant manner. Uh, You know, if we look at our accounting systems, if we look at our inventory systems and more, I mean, frankly, everything's coming from a database. So what we need to know is how to utilize these tools more effectively and appropriately. And in today's course, what I want to do is introduce Power Query to you, which is a tool that you could choose to utilize inside of Power BI or inside of Microsoft Excel to access data from the web, spreadsheets, folders, and databases. Uh, You can use Power Query as what we call an ETL tool, Extract, Transform, and Load, where you can uh, pull data out of a database or spreadsheet or a folder or even a PDF for that matter, and then be able to uh, present that information in either Power BI or Excel. It's really cool, and it's completely transformative to your workflow uh, because it can essentially automate so much of what you do in terms of getting data into uh, into the spreadsheet or into your report for that matter. Uh, And then you can ultimately use this as a way of uh, automating a lot of your reporting really from start to finish. So that's what we're gonna go ahead and discuss today. And in fact, I'm gonna go ahead and provide to you some resources as a component of our presentation today that you yourself can try along with me and learn how to do this yourself. Now, if you've never attended one of my classes before, again, my name is Steve Yoss. I am an instructor and presenter here for CPE Today in K2. Uh, I write and teach on all different aspects of technology, including databases, security, fraud, and more. If you have any questions on accounting or tech, by all means, please feel free to reach out. And if you are a new K2 or CPE Today customer, I want to remind you we've got our podcast, which is hopefully what you're watching at the moment. Uh, We have a podcast that we present twice a week, bring you the latest and greatest from technology and accounting and business knowledge, really everything you need to know. Our podcasts, like today, will bring you in-depth analysis, review, knowledge on topics that can help you in your profession. You can always watch or listen for free on wherever you happen to receive your content, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. And you can watch live and attend live. Hopefully you're watching live at the moment, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And if you'd like to attend for credit, you can certainly do so. And if you'd like to watch or listen after the fact on the device of your choosing, guess what? You can go ahead and do that as well. Now, just as a reminder, if you are a new subscriber, thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate you coming and watching our our content. Why don't you get a free podcast course on us? Use one free podcast at checkout. When you go to cpetoday.com, you can make today's course or any other course of your choosing completely free. Now, a couple quick things for our folks who are attending live today, just as a quick reminder, if you are attending live through Zoom at the time of this is being recorded, just as a reminder, we're going to go ahead and confirm your attendance and engagement through polling questions. We're going to go ahead and pop one up here so you can check it out. Uh, There'll be four for this uh, presentation, including the one you're seeing at the moment. Doesn't matter what you choose, just choose something so it can confirm your attendance. You will receive your certificate at the end of our presentation. You should get it by the end of today. And uh, as long as you've uh, responded to 75% of those, you will receive full credit. And please take a moment to remember, we've got our course evaluation. Love to know what you think. Uh, That'll pop up for you if you wouldn't mind just letting us know. It should only take you a minute or two, and it's really helpful for us to complete uh, and produce new content for you. And if you have any questions attending live today with respect to our class, please feel free to uh, use that chat box and let me know what you are interested in. All righty, folks, we're going to go ahead and get started here. So without further ado, why don't we go ahead and kick this off?
So we're going to go ahead and start here with getting started with databases. And I want to point out, if this is your first entrance into working with databases, you might want to check out our first two episodes in this series, uh, which are also available for free at cpetoday.com. You can go to cpe.cxdbb1 and dbb2. You can watch these episodes for free. Uh, and if you're just getting started, this is a great place to start. I'm going to go ahead and give a quick summary and review with respect to why databases are useful and important. Um, but if you're looking for some in-depth way of understanding uh, databases and how they're used, please consider checking out those classes for free. Now, what are databases? Well, databases are ultimately a fundamental component of all storage in today's environment. Uh, they could store anything from order information, from your accounting system, to the photos on your camera and more. And we pretty much use databases everywhere in all systems. And personally, I would tell you knowing how to store and recall information from a database is essential in today's environment. I would tell you working with a database is uh, as important as working with Excel was in the last 20 years. I, I can tell you from my perspective, uh, it really feels like the distinguishing characteristics from a power analyst, somebody who really knows and can uh, really work with spreadsheets and, and uh, reporting well, in today's environment are going to be those who know how to work with the database. And so when I'm asked regularly, hey, what should I be learning? I often point for a financial professional, a great way to get started here is going to be learning how to use a database, okay? Now, there's lots of different databases for lots of different reasons. Uh, you should have pretty good working knowledge with respect to how databases operate uh, as a component of really kind of being a financial professional. And I'll tell you, it's not too difficult. You could pick up the basics in about a week and you could pick up all the major stuff in about a month. Now, one of the things that I find to be quite effective here is really kind of comparing a database to an Excel workbook. So uh, think of it this way. A workbook is a collection of worksheets. A worksheet is a collection of rows and columns. Rows and columns are a collection of cells, and cells are ultimately the things that are collecting data. Okay, so if that's it, what's it compared to with respect to a SQL database? Actually, I think I've got these two uh, mixed up. So on a, a database side of this, well, think of a database as being a collection of tables and tables are like individual silos of information that you can choose to use inside your organization. Okay. What are tables? They're ultimately a collection of rows and columns. Rows and columns are a collection of cells. Cells contain data. Think of a database as just being a more formalized Excel workbook. Okay. Now there are some differences and that you should be aware of here. For example, and this, again, I'm sorry about this. This should say an Excel workbook. Uh, in an Excel workbook, a user directly creates and works with a workbook. They can make it any way they like. It can take any form the user would desire. And there's good workbooks and there's bad workbooks. I'm sure we've all experienced this. I will say that an Excel workbook is less formal. They're easier to work with. Uh, you can apply formulas anywhere within your worksheet at any level and then change wherever that work uh, formula is applied. So if you want to do the same formula for the first five rows and then a different formula thereafter, you can do so. You also are dealing with building formatting and making the visual appearance of this. So you can make a workbook look any way you'd like. Now, typically, there's going to be difficulty sharing, security, updates, um, things like pivot tables, charts and graphs and more uh, are going to, you know, sometimes require a little bit more effort to get up and running. Now, a database, on the other hand, they're set up in advance, typically by someone else. And I'm not going to try to impart the knowledge, at least at this point, for you to create your own databases. But I will say you should know how to work with them. And databases will have a specific form and function. You know, it'll be a sales database. It will be a payroll database or inventory or something else like that. Uh, they're typically going to be more formal. They are going to require some knowledge, which we're going to work about in, the, in today's episode, as well as our prior ones and future ones to hopefully get you up and running here. And I will point out that um, with respect to the visual appearance, that's separate from the data. Today, we're dealing with just solid data. So no formatting required, at least from the database perspective. You could certainly apply formatting at the spreadsheet or Power BI level. Now, databases deal just with data. So no functionality for pivot tables, charts, graphs. We pull that data out and then we use ultimately another tool to make that possible. Uh, so again, we can pull this into Excel and then ultimately apply formatting charts and graphs and things of this nature. But databases themselves do not contain that information. 
And the other thing you need to know is that formulas apply uniformly to all data. Uh, with respect to this, with the data itself, when we apply a formula to uh, our, our uh, database, well, guess what? That's going to apply uniformly throughout the entire scope of that formula. So it's not like we can apply it discreetly just to a selection of rows. Uh, typically, when we're writing formulas inside of a database, they're for everything. Now, there's really only three things you need to know from my perspective to really be up and running with respect to working with the database. And these are the three things I want you to spend some time learning. Those are keys, relationship, and then normalization. Now, keys are going to be the unique identifier for a record. They're going to be the things that help you find things in a database. And you've got keys all around you. Invoice number, customer ID, social security number. Those represent a discrete thing. And if you know that number, you can go find things about it. Now, when you're pulling in data from Power BI, from a database or from a spreadsheet, nine times out of 10, you're going to have to map relationships. And that's really kind of just mapping the different keys on top of each other so that when you see order ID and one table and order ID in another table, guess what? They are going to be the same thing. And then Power BI just knows or Power Query just knows to pull those two things together. And it's the most fundamental way that we map our data. And that mapping is called normalization. It's a process of translating away from a database storing data to a more human-friendly process. And it's really identifying the major descriptors, so order ID, customer ID, so on and so forth, between those different tables and forming the relationship. And that relationship, that's the process of normalization. Now, today's class, again, is Learn SQL. So what the heck is SQL? Well, SQL is Structured Query Language. It is the language of databases, and it is a special purpose programming language. So guess what? If you are learning how to work with SQL today, you're actually learning how to program. How cool is that? And it is a standard, whether you're working with MS SQL, Microsoft SQL, MySQL, Oracle, Postgres, and there are lots of other derivatives. SQL is SQL is SQL. And the best way I can describe it is there are definitely nuances between different technologies, very similar to probably like Spanish, where you have Spanish spoke in Spain and then Spanish spoke in Central America and in uh, other parts of the world. And yes, they're all fundamentally the same, but a little bit different in vocabulary and syntax and grammar. It's the same with SQL. But if you know the fundamental principles of how SQL operates, it doesn't really matter what language you're specifically using or database technology you're specifically using. It's all the same. And it's built around this relationship model that uh, all data is represented as keys and we group it together using these common relationships. Now, what we built for you is our Learn SQL service, which I'll talk about here next, which is a safe playground for you to be able to experiment, learn, and connect with things uh, and be able to try out working with SQL data in an environment that's not your company's data, okay? <laughs> that you could screw something up and it won't actually have a big impact with respect to uh, with respect to your information. You want to understand... Um, that uh, with respect to your uh, databases, that they are by their nature very formal, complex, and unique, uh, and that there's really kind of no undo button. And uh, you want to make sure that when you're when you're doing something, that uh, you know that you know what you're doing here, uh, because when you update or delete data in a database, nine times out of ten, it's permanent, um, because there's really kind of no history of of those. Uh, in the same way that you would see for like a Excel workbook. So what we have provided for you is a safe playground for you to kind of experiment with different types of accounting systems uh, where if you make a mistake, you don't have to really worry about it uh, screwing up your, your production data, your actual company data. It will um, go ahead and uh, just be a safe environment for you too. Okay, so with SQL, besides being no undo and delete, I will tell you it's a formal. Things are structured, so uh, spelling, syntax, grammar, all of that matters, as well as how you ask the question matters. And so with respect to uh, writing your question, a big part of it is just understanding the nature of the data you're working with. You know, where are orders kept? Where are, um, where are customer information kept? Vendors, that kind of stuff is important to know. Now, the good news is you can use a database for anything, and we've got several different examples here, and really, you can use it for really every type of project, uh, especially once you get the hang of it. You're probably going to find yourself using it a lot more 
than you expected. And let's go ahead and have a review question here and talk about maybe how we might want to use databases. So here's our first review question here. When should you consider using a database for your project? Okay, when you want to store large quantities of diverse data for your application, absolutely. Databases are fabulous for storing diverse quantities. You could store anything from photos to uh, text data to order information and more. Uh, there's really no limit on what type of information you could store, especially if it's diverse. You could store all different types all next to each other. Okay, multiple people or systems need simultaneous access. Absolutely. Databases are designed for multi-tenant, multi-user access. So you can have multiple companies, multiple users that all can access and, and work with that data at the same time with each other. Databases are useful when you have complex security requirements and you need specific permissions. With Excel workbooks, we get very limited options with respect to security. It's really all or none. But with databases, we can create individual user accounts and more. So the correct answer here is really going to be all of the above. All right, let's move on and let's talk about our next major topic here, which is going to be Power Query. Now, Power Query is a tool inside of Excel. It's what we call a data preparation engine, also sometimes a ETL tool, extract, transform, and load. Now, Power Query allows users to hook up their data to a spreadsheet and then dynamically retrieve data from somewhere else. It could be another spreadsheet. It could be a database. It could be information from the web. And increasingly with our accounting system, we're pulling data directly from that accounting system, which is that database component here. And what you can do if you master Power Query is that instead of exporting reports you know, in CSV format or Excel format and then, or even copying and pasting, you can tell Excel through Power Query to dynamically retrieve that data right from wherever that accounting data happens to be. So that could be QuickBooks, that could be, um, it could be um, uh, Sage data, it could be Zero data, it could be data from the web or really anywhere else. Now, it is what we also refer to as an ETL tool, which allows us to extract the data, but then also transform it. You know how when you're often working with data that um, that uh, with respect to the data itself, you're often maybe having to change columns, resort things, add total rows, remove total rows, pivot or unpivot the data. Well, with Power Query, guess what? You can teach it how to do that, and it will remember what you've done, and then it will perform those actions again in the future. And so this principle of write once, refresh many applies in this instance, in the sense that we do the work with this once, and then for all the work that we need to do in the future, the subsequent refreshes where we're updating it from one month to the other, it'll just go ahead and do it for us. It's really one of the best tools that are out there and one of my absolute favorites uh, with respect to day-to-day um, -day life. I can tell you that if you use Power Query at a very deep level, it will fundamentally change the nature of how you prepare your projects. And it will uh, improve vastly pretty much everything that you do on a day-to-day -day basis because no longer will you have to really run reports. You can access it and work with it at a data level. Now, if you've never worked with Power Query before, uh, something you should know is that it is part of Excel. Uh, now, it's been in various forms over the years, going back as far as about 2013. It's actually an add-in that you can get for free from Microsoft. Uh, it was native in 2016, but it has significantly been improved over the years. Uh, the latest that I'm running here, which is part of Office 365, I can tell you um, it performs over, I mean, hundreds of different calculations and transformations, and it'll connect natively to 47 different data sources. And you can also connect over ODBC. Now, ODBC, if you're not familiar with it, that stands for Open Database Connectivity. It is an ISO standard for interoperability of databases, and it allows you to pull data out of virtually any application and then use it in a native text format, whether it be in Excel, PowerPoint, or sorry, not PowerPoint, Excel, Power BI, or others. And even if you don't have a native connection inside of Power Query to these 47 different tools and resources and sources, well, guess what? More often than not, you can at least pull your data out of ODBC. Uh, ODBC is never my first choice of pulling data out of a database, but what's nice is that uh, barring any other option, I can still get my data out. Now, what we're going to talk about today is really 
uh, hooking up Excel, and I'm going to give you a hands-on demo here to a SQL Server, which is a Microsoft technology. And from SQL Server, you can uh, pull uh, representative examples from these different cloud resources that we've set up for you. Okay, and so this is hopefully going to give you some hands-on experience of what it's like to actually hook up Excel or Power BI directly to your data source. Now, what are some things that you can do with Power Query? Well, you can import data, again, virtually from any type of resource, databases, spreadsheets, websites, or more. Today, we're going to work primarily with databases, but if you had other worksheets or other website or data on the web, you can pull that data in as well. Uh, in fact, from the websites, you can even hit what are called REST APIs, Application Programming Interfaces. Uh, and from those APIs, what you can do is then pull down data system to system. Uh, I, for example, use a tool called Clockify, which is a payroll and timekeeping and billing system. And this is how I do my my month the month billing and payroll compensation for our company. So we just use Power Query to pull that data down directly from the web. So it's not even just you know from a database or a worksheet. It can even just be straight up information from the web. And in fact, we'll take a look at that first. You could import a whole folder of spreadsheets. Let's say you've got a year's worth of bank statements, January, February, March, April, and you want to combine them all into one pivot table. You can do that straight in Power Query. You can point it at a whole folder. And let's say the next month rolls around, like January, it's, uh, you know, we've got our new bank statement. We throw it into that folder. We hit refresh. Because that new CSV or Excel file is in that folder, guess what? It's now going to be in the scope of our operation. So all we have to do is really just download data and put it in that way. We can clean, format, and organize from our source before being imported to Excel. So if there's data modification, manipulation, things that we need to get our data prepared, well, guess what? We can do it straight inside of Power Query. And so when the data gets to the pivot table or to the report in Power BI, it's cleaned up. It's ready to go. We can create new columns. So if we need to create new columns like concatenation of uh, maybe our account number and our account name into one new column, we can do that. We can resort, we can reorder, we can change the type. So we can change something from being a date time to just being a date. We could separate date and time to two separate columns if we need to. We can even filter our data down to just the stuff we need. Maybe we're only working with, you know, the top 20 inventory items. So instead of having all 10,000 inventory there, we can just pull in the relevant things that are needed. Maybe only top 50 or 100. If we get summarized data that's pivoted already, we can put it back into its original form. Likewise, we can pivot something into a pivot table if we'd like. We can group our data into custom orders and more. We could split our data into separate columns or combine to a new column. Really, you can do just about everything inside a Power Query. And here are a, a couple of screenshots of some of the major features and tools that you can do in here uh, to get your data prepared and ready to go. So we can group it, we can use the first row as headers, we can transpose, we can reverse order, we can change sequence, we can split, we can format, we can create new data, whether it be numbers or date and time, we can create structured columns, we can write more complicated scripts in both R and Python. Okay, we can load our data into Excel, we can remove columns, we can add columns, we can sort uh, by specific order, okay? Uh, we can merge queries, we can append queries, we can do different types of artificial intelligence and machine learning, including analyzing text, computer vision, and more. There really is virtually no limitation to with respect to what you can do with this incredible tool. Uh, it's just knowing what tool to use and what feature and function to click on to get your data in the order that you want. The one thing that I will tell you from practice that I feel uh, with respect to that most folks need to be able to use is really is just making sure the data is organized. I will tell you that with respect to the data itself, um, it's not going to be good, for example, for things that are not structured or organized. Unfortunately, for example, you know, if you got a little handwritten note here um, that you want to pull into Power Query, well, it's not structured. It's not organized. Um, you know, you have to have it in a system and have to have a key. So good news is databases kind of work natively here. So there's really nothing to worry about, or at least well-designed. And most of your accounting systems are going to have that. But uh, Power Query will work with just about anything. It just really kind of makes a difference on whether or not how clean and organized it is. Now, Ellen writes in here, data cleaning with an exploration mark, uh, exclamation point. And I couldn't agree with you more. Hugely important. 
Now, there was a question that popped in here from Mary. Can you use it to pull in information from emails? And the answer is yes, but kind of, Mary. It really is going to depend on what type of um, driver you have and whether or not you can actually get access to that information. And assuming you can get access to that information, uh, there's no reason you can't be able to pull it in. Now, this is a little bit ahead of time, but uh, why don't I just go ahead and briefly tell you about one company uh, that I think is pretty useful for you to know, uh, which is going to be uh, a company called C-Data. And with respect to C-Data, they make drivers that you can use to be able to pull in data from lots and lots and lots of different resources. Now, skipping ahead a little bit, so we're going to come back. But a question usually pops up like, hey, Steve, how do I get access to my emails? How do I get access to my accounting system? Well, the odds are you're probably going to need to have a driver. Um, the 47 resources that are provided by Exchange, it may or may not be included. Like, let's say you want to get access to Google services or Exchange. You may not be able to. Well, this company, which is called CData, let's go ahead and take a look at their website real quick. C-Data is going to make a bunch of different connectors that will allow you to gain access to the actual data itself. If we come on over here to cdata.com, I'll just drop this into the chat here if you'd like to check this out. They make the tool that Power Query can talk to to pull the data out. So if you can think of it, you have your Excel workbook or Power BI. You have this uh, C-Data tool that is talking to the resources that you want, and then it's talking to Exchange or Google or Outlook or something else of that nature. And if you come over here to connectors, you can kind of browse some of the different connectors that are out there. And if we come over here to our accounting, we can see they've got a number of connectors here, Dynamics 365, Great Plains, QuickBooks, uh, Sage, and others. If we click over here to CRM and ERP, you'll see tools like Acumatica, Epicor, SAP, NetSuite, and others that are going to be listed here. And if we uh, just do a search, and I did a little search ahead of time, so let's just say, Mary, for example, you're using uh, Microsoft Exchange. Well, they've got a tool, for example, that you can pull in data from Exchange. Now, to be upfront, I'm not sure exactly what the scope of the data it can pull. I'm not sure if it goes all the way down to individual emails or, or more, but this is a tool that you could pull data out of Exchange. This is one of the more common um, uh, communication platforms that are out there from Microsoft. Uh, but this is a pretty cool tool. This is where I would get started with respect to trying to figure out if you can utilize uh, and pulling in that actual data. Now, one other thing I'll point out also, and we'll come over here in a minute. We're going to take a look at uh, Power Query once we get started here. There are also some native connectors to Microsoft platforms as well. And in fact, if we come over here to get data from other sources, uh, there's also this other option here from Exchange Online uh, that might also serve you well. And from this particular tool, you can connect to, I think, your Office 365 platform, and you can plop in your, uh, in this case, your mailbox address. You know, so you got two different options here. Hopefully, this native one from Microsoft would work for you. But if not, you can check out that C data one. I hope that answers your question. If not, go ahead and feel free to send a follow up. Now, once we're getting started with this, uh, you should know that with respect to Power Query, there are a couple of main areas that you should be familiar with. And we're going to take a look at these hands on here. But let me summarize it and then we'll get started. So when you're using Power Query, okay, there are five major functional areas. You've got your toolbar up at the top, which is going to be how you navigate the experiences. We're going to access the different transformation tools. You've got your workspace down here, which is going to show you what the cleaned up data looks like at any different stage and what it'll be delivered back to Excel or Power BI. On the left, you're going to have your different sources. One of the cool things with respect to Power Query is you can connect to lots of different things. So it's not just one thing you can connect to. You can connect to lots of things. And over here on the right, you can see the different transformation steps of what you're connecting to and ultimately bringing that data in. And without further ado, why don't we go ahead and try to connect to some data and actually pull some stuff into Excel. Now, what I've got for you today is our sample data server, and it's learnsql.cpetoday.com. The username is CPE Today, and then the password is learn with us, uh, each word capitalized with an exclamation mark. 
okay and uh if you're looking on the screen you can see the credentials listed here and if you are attending for credit today you'll get a copy of these materials so don't worry about having to write it all down just all at once um, but these are going to be the credentials that you can use and this server is available both in microsoft sql as well as um, at MySQL. So you've got a couple of different ways of being able to interact and check with that data. And what we're going to do here is we're actually going to use these credentials inside of Excel to be able to uh, access some cloud data. And we're going to pull down some data from some different places. And what I've done here is I provided real world examples of sample files for QuickBooks Desktop, QuickBooks Online, as well as many other common systems. And I'm going to add more over the next couple of months as well to give you a sense of different types of databases and what you might want to choose to do. But this is truly reflective of what it'll look like when you choose to access cloud data because it's going to look and feel and the experience will be the same. So if you're using QBO or QBD, you can use this right now. And although it won't be your company data, this will be the same process that you would go through when you choose to hook up your company data. So we're going to go ahead and get started here uh, with SQL Server. And we're going to pull down some sample SQL data directly into Excel. Now, I have provided here some samples that you can go ahead and uh kind of work your way through in terms of like click by click, do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm going to choose to demonstrate this for you. Um, but again, realize in the materials, you can just follow this. And I've got kind of step-by-step -step guides on put the server address in here. You know, here's where the password goes. Don't worry about this, you know, so on and so forth that you can choose to follow. But let's have a review question and then let's actually do this. So here is our review question. What is the purpose of an ETL tool? Okay, remember, extract, transform, and load. Okay, so is it to extract raw data from standard data sources such as spreadsheets and databases? Absolutely. ETL tools are designed to extract data from multiple different places and combine them together. Okay, but it's agnostic of the actual underlying data itself. Is it designed to transform or clean up raw data into something helpful or useful? ETL tools often have a collection of features and functions to review and clean up our data to make it appropriate and ready for us to be able to analyze inside of Excel, Power BI, or other tools. Is it to load data into a spreadsheet or reporting tool for further analysis? Absolutely. These tools will often get everything ready for us to be able to go and then load that data, making it available for analysis in whatever tool we choose to use. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and do hands-on here and take a look at how we would use this incredible ETL component inside of Excel. Alrighty, so I'm going to go ahead and start off here with just a generic blank Excel workbook, okay? And from this generic Excel workbook, up here in the data tab, in the ribbon we're going to go ahead and click this and on the far left at least in my version of excel which is uh, 2022 the latest you'll see it's on the far left and it says get and transform and you also see queries and connections okay these two work groups the queries and connections and get and transform these represent the functionality of power query now from the get and transform if we drop down here from get data this is going to be how we can choose to connect and get data from static resources. So a static resource is a file. So it could be an Excel workbook, a text or CSV file. It could be a web technology such as XML or JSON, heck, even a PDF. Or we could point it at a whole folder if we would like to do so. Now we can come over here to from database. This is where we're going to come back here just in a minute. We're going to go ahead and choose to select from SQL here. But just to show you, there are lots of other commonly used databases present, including Access, Oracle, IBM, MySQL, and others. Okay. For your accounting system, often you'll have the application, then you'll have an underlying database behind it. You just need to know the underlying database, whether it be a MySQL database, an Oracle database, or SQL Server, and then you choose the appropriate database that you'd like to connect to. You can also pull down data from Azure, a number of different Azure resources, which is Microsoft's infrastructure as a service provider. You can pull in data from the Power Platform. Um, if you're using Power BI, like we do in our organization pretty heavily, you can pull down featured tables as well. You can pull in data from your online sources. So as Mary's question was, hey, can I pull in data from my email? 
Yeah, you can. You can pull in data from here. And if this doesn't work for you, again, you've got other options and other tools you could consider using that might work a little bit more effectively for you, including that C data. And if you come down here from other sources, this is where you can go ahead and pull in data from a lot of different places, including just data from the web. Okay. If we wanted to pull in data from a, you know, let's say for foreign currency, we can go to a foreign currency website and pull down a table of our current exchange rates for the dollar to whatever currency we'd like. The benefit being, all we have to do is come on over here and hit this refresh button and it will go back to that website, retrieve that data and pull it down for us again. Or we could choose to pull in data from ODBC, that open database connectivity. So if we're using a driver to Acumatica for Epicor, for SAP, well, this would be where we would go to connect. Now, for our purposes today, I specifically want to give you the skill of connecting to our Learn SQL service. And to do so, we're going to just simply come up here to get data from database, and we're going to go ahead and select SQL Server Database. Now, when you go to connect to a cloud database server, you really just need to know three things, okay? Where the data is located, the username, and then the password. Now, the username and password for the data could be your existing username and password to the data. It could also be something that's assigned to you from your IT department. Now, if you don't have direct access to this database, you're going to want to have a conversation with your IT team first and ask them to create, and here's the words you should tell them, I would like a reporting server user for me to be able to extract data from the database and report upon Okay. Now, usually if you tell a database administrator you want direct access to the database, they're usually going to be pretty on edge about something like that. Okay. But here's what you want to say. You want to say, hey, this is going to be for reporting purposes. It's going to be read only. It's going to be uh, something that uh, I don't want any write modification. So I don't want to be able to write data back to the database. I just want to be able to pull data directly down. And then hopefully that will calm their fears and then they will give you an address for that server, a username and a password. Now for the example that we have here today, okay, we're gonna go ahead and just use the sample credentials which are going to be learnsql.cpetoday.com, okay? And we're gonna go ahead and put this in here and hit okay. Now what this is gonna go ahead and do once we click okay here is that it's gonna connect out of the database. Now in my instance, I've already connected to this database before. And it's going to try to remember that and then it's going to recall my settings and then it'll allow me to ultimately choose what uh, tables I want to interact with. But for you, it's going to go ahead and pop up a username and password, which we'll take a look at here as well. Okay, now other options here under the advanced, we can specify a database, at least for the moment, we're going to leave that blank. Uh, you can leave this command timeout and minutes blank as well. And for my power users, if you know the data you're specifically looking at, the code, the language, the literal SQL code here, you can go ahead and type in the actual select statement and it will run the query exactly uh, as written. So if I type in like select star from customers and I was connecting to a accounting system, that select star from customers is going to go ahead and select everything. Star always means everything in that particular context. Okay. But we're going to use the interface today, so we don't need to worry about this. And we're going to go ahead and click OK. And it's going to pop up this navigator, and it's going to allow us to be able to select data. Now, I'm going to do this demonstration more than once, so if you miss it the first time, don't worry about it. And in fact, I'm going to clear my credentials in here so you can look like what it sees when you pop in a username and password. But for those of you who might be following along at the moment, the next screen you'll see, it'll say what type of authentication you want. And it'll say Windows authentication. It'll also say SQL Server authentication. You're going to want to use that SQL Server authentication and then put in the username and password for that demo account provided. Okay. It also might pop up something about security. Um, you can just disregard that notice. It's a pretty standard notice for Power Query. And when you click Next, it should pop over here to this Navigator section. And if that's a little confusing for you, we'll do this demonstration again here in a minute, and I'll try to uh, show you what it looks like to authenticate. Now, now that we're in this Authenticator, I'm uh, sorry, in this Navigator, we can actually view the different databases. And what we've got here are several different examples of databases that you could choose to use, okay? So AdventureWorks is a standard Microsoft sample database, and it will uh, show you a whole bunch of different uh, examples of data and uh, of sales data, of person data, purchasing data, so on and so forth. 
and it's a full like comprehensive management solution uh, that you could choose and what you ultimately want to do when you're working with with database data is just kind of get a sense of what you're you're working with and what we call the schema or the organization of this information if we look here for this sales customer as an example here we can click on that and it's going to give us a preview of what that sample database looks like and in this case, we can see that we've got a customer table that looks like it's tying back to a store table. It's tying back to a person table, but it gives us a sense of the data inside of that specific table. If we scroll down here a little bit further, we can see we've got other databases, including our classic models database. This is just a really simple example of a car dealership, you know, that's selling different cars to different people. We can see customers, we can see employees, orders, so on, and payments, so on and so forth. We have our Concoso database. This is a big database. This particular database, while very simple in schema, is has a large quantity of information. Uh, this will give you over, I think, 1.2 million uh, sales records that you can actually use. So if you're looking to let, work with large data sets, this is going to be the database that you're going to want to work with. We've got a sample database here for a company that does DVD rentals. Uh, so if you ran a DVD rental store, if it's 1998 and uh, you want to remember what it was like to maybe own a movie rental place, well, here is an example of what that database might be, including the different stores, the different staff that work there, including a listing of the different uh, videos that are available for rent, the payments, and more. And scrolling down here, probably the two that I think are probably going to be the most helpful for folks are going to be the QuickBooks database, QuickBooks Desktop, as well as QuickBooks Online. So QBD, QuickBooks Desktop, QBO, QuickBooks Online. And these are identical replicas of what you could expect to see if you were to interact with a direct QuickBooks database. Uh, so, for example, coming in here to this QuickBook database, what do you think the bills table would have? Well, the bills table is going to have all your bills. And this is exactly what it would look like if you were to query your data directly out of QuickBooks. You would expect it to be in this particular order and what it would look like. If we come over here to our QuickBooks online database, same thing. We can see there's a table for bills. There's a table for class, our employees, our invoices, and more. Okay. And from here, this would be what it would be like to actually start to work with QuickBooks data. Uh, and these are the exact tables that you would expect to see and exactly the order that they would be presented in and how they would actually work with. Let's go ahead and pull in our customer data here as an example. And when you're working with Power Query, if you come down here to the lower right, you'll see there's a load and transform. What we can do is we can pick the table or tables. I'll point out here in the upper left-hand side, you'll see this option that says multiple items. So if we wanted to select multiple tables and bring them in, we can go ahead and do so. But let's just work with our customer data just to make this simple here as a moment. To bring our data into Power Query, we can either hit load, which will take it directly into uh, Excel, and that's the end of the story. We can also hit the transform button, which will take it into Power Query and make it be able to use or we can cancel this operation let's go ahead and bring this into power query when i click that transform button it now loads this data up into power query and what you're seeing here is what this data would look like coming directly out of my database coming directly into quickbooks and with power query we now have the option to be able to clean this up and make it ready for us to use so if we scroll across here and we did nothing and we just went ahead and let's just do this here, click close and load. What it's going to do is it's going to load this data into, let's go to the correct workbook here. Uh, it will load this into uh, Excel and this is exactly what this data would look like. Okay. Now where Power Query can be effective, so we've done the E, we've done the extract section of it, but we want to do the T, we want to transform it. Notice that when we pull this data in directly from QuickBooks, there's stuff that we don't need, like the sync token, or maybe I don't need the date and time that this uh, user was created, or you know whether or not they're in a project. Maybe I just want to get a listing of my customers here. Well, with Power Query, we can transform this. We can make it ready and for us to be able to use, including getting rid of columns that might not be useful for us. Now, to get back into Power Query, once we've loaded our data in from our queries and connections, you'll see this option here right in the data ribbon. If we click this, you'll see on the far right-hand side this online 
customer's uh, table. If we just double click it, it'll bring us back into Power Query and we can be able to work with this. Now with Power Query, we can start transforming the data. And as we start modifying, manipulating, changing the order, the sequence, so on and so forth, you'll notice on the right-hand side here under our query settings, every step that we take will be listed. So right now it's basically just done the first thing, which is navigate to a listing of all the databases. From there, it selects the QuickBooks online database. And then now we're in this specific table. And what we'll start to do here is start to modify. Uh, so I don't need these two columns, so I can select them, I can delete them, they'll go away. Uh, it looks like our title column here is completely null, so we can select that, and that'll go away as well. Maybe I don't need my updated time, okay? And so what I'm ultimately going to do here is just kind of start to clean up this data to get it in the position that will actually be useful for us. Uh, so for example, I don't. maybe I'm going to get rid of this, our display name. Okay, maybe I'm going to filter down to something so I can select the little button here in the upper right hand corner uh, which is our filter button just like in normal Excel and we could choose for example if there was options here where a client was not active we could go ahead and choose only true which would only show us our active clients or false uh, if we wanted to at any point we can filter or sort uh, in the same way that we do in Excel on these columns inside of here okay so here we're gonna get rid of our a couple of these other columns as well and just in the interest of time, I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of the other stuff that's not needed. But ultimately, what we got here is we got a nice table of data that is exactly what I want it to be. Okay. Now, I can also come up here. I can go ahead and change this from uh, metadata underscore create time. Maybe to we can go ahead and say client added. Okay. Uh, we could, for example, change this given name to first name by just double clicking the header. And uh, instead of family name, we can go ahead and change this to last name. And we'll just say uh, this one, it'll be full name. Okay, or company. Okay. Now, if we need to change the, for example, presentation of something, if you look over here under client added, notice it says date and time. We can go ahead and click the little thing here and change this from date and time to maybe just date. And it'll go ahead and update that accordingly. But every time we've made a modification or operation, notice it's changed and added a step. Once we're happy, we click that close and load. And lo and behold, when this data is actually brought back into Excel here, okay, it's perfect. It's cleaned up. It's ready to go. Okay, and if we need to make a modification or change to something like I want to change this to be simply just phone number, we can go back into that query and we can just change that item. But this is data coming live from a cloud database directly inside of Excel, and it is ready to go. It is ready to operate, which is fantastic from a data manipulation and modification. Let's go ahead and do this one more time, but I'm going to go ahead and clear my settings for this so you can see what it looks like to authenticate. And I'm going to do so by just being inside a Power Query, and we're going to go ahead and choose from the home ribbon here our, uh, our data source settings, and we're going to go ahead and clear this out clear permissions so you can see what it looks like to do from start to finish and clear all permissions delete and so hopefully that will hopefully that'll do it for us and I'm just going to start again with another clean workbook but this time let's go ahead and pull in a bigger data set let's look at that Concoso database and pull in some big data I'll pull in um, the sales table which has over a million records Okay, same thing. We're going to go ahead and start here with a blank data um, Excel workbook. We'll come over here to the data tab. We're going to go ahead and choose get data from database from SQL server. And we're going to go ahead and type in learn sql.cpe2day.com and we'll click OK. Now I cleared my settings here. So this is what it looks like when you're just getting started. And you'll see it says, cool, you want to connect to this. What do you want to choose? Well, we're going to choose database because we're not connecting through Windows. We're going to connect, connect through um, just the normal SQL Server. Now, for your organization, it might be a little different. This is where it can get a little tricky and dependent on your specific needs. Um, but uh, at least for our purposes here, you can use our cloud data sets by just selecting database. And we're going to go ahead and put in CPE today as our username. We're going to put in our password, which is learn with us today with an exclamation mark. And we'll click connect.
So that's pretty normal. This process is the exact same whether you're connecting to our sample database or your company's data. This process will look identical. Now, this is a normal thing, at least for the sample database. It'll say, hey, this data isn't being encrypted. Is that still okay? For our purposes here, you can just go ahead and click OK. I would encourage you, though, for real data for your organization to ensure that you're always using encrypted methods to keep your data confidential. This is actually encrypted, but there's some sort of weird bug with the SQL service. And um, unfortunately, I can't get that error message to go away. Okay, so we've gone ahead and connected. We can see our different databases here. And for our purposes, let's go ahead and choose this Concoso database. And let's go ahead and grab our fact sales okay and we're going to go ahead and just click load now what this is doing it's connecting up that cloud database it's going ahead and it's grabbing our concoso sales and i'll point out you can see how fast this actually is in pulling this data in so it's pulled in a hundred thousand records now pulled in hundred and fifty thousand, so on and so forth in fact with power query you can get around excel's traditional limitations of a million rows uh, because it doesn't actually load in all million rows, but just rows pulls in the data that is uh, needed for that particular operation. But it does it pretty quickly. You know, we're up to almost 600,000 rows now. And uh, if you use Power BI, I found this to actually be even faster. Okay, we'll let that finish up here. And uh, mostly just want to show you how much data you can pull in with Power BI. And so if we wanted to, we could pull in other tables as well. We could start to create a data model inside of Excel, and we could also pull down uh, data from maybe other resources. So maybe it's not just sales data, but we have an inventory system or a payroll system or a billing system. We could pull in that data uh, as well. And once it's done, it'll go ahead and pop up. We'll see a nice summary of that actual data. And even though not all million rows are being populated here at the moment, Actually, they are. If we look at this, we come down here to lower right, uh, we'll see that 1 million, 1 million, yeah, somewhere around there. It's hard to read, actually. Yeah, but a little over a million rows are actually inside of this, but they're actually still inside of the uh, database. We're just pulling down the actual information that we want. But imagine having to go run this report and then export this report to your to your downloads and then open it up inside of Excel. In this instance, we don't have to do any of that. Now that we've essentially told Excel to go to this database and pull down our sales table, we can keep this immediately up to date by just coming over here and clicking this refresh button. And you'll see down here in the lower right, lower left, background query running, it's essentially connecting back out to go and get whatever changes might have occurred. But using Power Query, we can hook directly up to where this data lives, and then we can do uh, all of our reporting directly from Excel. Now, I've got a couple other samples here, including one from Power BI. And so uh, if you're in today's course for credit, uh, Remember to check out the downloads section of CPE today for this particular course. I've got a sample file here. This is a PIVX file. Now, this PIVX file, uh, Power BI uh, file here, I've already got hooked up uh, so that you can already check it out. But I've got that Concoso database all fully mapped in, okay? And from here, I've already done all the work to make this work for you, and I've created a sample dashboard. But here's a sample dashboard coming from that Concoso database of all you know, one plus million sales. And once you've designed this workbook, or in this case, a, a dashboard, uh, it will continue to update because that data is available to Power BI because it's available to the cloud. And then all you really just have to do is just click the refresh button. It will connect back out. In this case, it's going ahead and connecting back out to that cloud database. And it is loading all that latest and greatest data into the uh, workbook. And see here, it's actually moving pretty quickly. I found that Power BI from a data loading perspective is actually faster uh, than Excel. And so here it's loaded in, uh, in this case, all million plus records and maybe about 20 or so seconds. Now, if you're working with Power BI, the way of getting data in is exactly the same as it is in Excel. You come on over here to the Home tab, Get Data, and then you just select whatever data source you need. And in this case, to map in your data for um, Power BI, if you want to try our reporting service, which is identical, you can go ahead and do the exact same thing here. Learn SQL.CPEToday.com, and you can select the database, the tables that you'd ultimately like to bring in, but the process is ultimately the same.
Now, one last resource I want to share with you, and unfortunately, we're going to have to start wrapping up here in a second, is there's other tools that can be very useful for learning how to write specifically and work with SQL specifically. Uh, one such tool is a tool called SSMS, or SQL Server Management Studio. Uh, this is a free tool provided by Microsoft, and I'll show you up a slide here in a moment. But you can actually uh, connect using SSMS. Let me go ahead and connect here. And it's same thing. You can go ahead and drop in the server name, in this case, learnsql.cpetoday.com, your username, CPE Today, password appropriately. And when you connect, you can actually see the full database, including all the different uh, database uh, objects that are in here. And you can actually view them and see exactly what they look like in their raw format. As a guy who works with databases every single day, this is exactly where I'm going to actually learn and how to work with SQL. And I would encourage you to check out our other two episodes in this series. Uh, we talk a little bit about what it looks like to write SQL code, but it's actually pretty simple. You just tell the database what you want, where it's to come from. And if it's a valid query, in this case, we're selecting all the countries in the world, it will populate a nice table for you to be able to work with here. But the same credentials that we provided for Excel are the same credentials that will work here as well. Now to wrap us up, I've got a few more things I wanna share with you here. And I also wanna point out this exact same service will also work over ODBC, Open Database Connectivity. Now, if you can't connect over SQL Server or you wanna to try to connect over ODBC, and ODBC is probably gonna be what you need to use to connect to your accounting system, I've given you a comprehensive walkthrough of how to set up an ODBC connection to simulate what it would be like to connect to your accounting system using that protocol. And it's roughly the same. Ultimately, when you get it into Excel, it'll end up looking and feeling exactly the same, but, um, it's just a separate process of getting this started. Uh, in the interest of time, I'm not going to go through this, but as provided as part of the materials here, you can go through and check this out. And I show you how to connect not through Microsoft SQL, although that would work too, uh, but rather through MS SQL. What it looks like, for example, to go and download a driver, what it looks like to configure the driver on your user computer, uh, and more. The actual process itself is relatively the same. Now, I've also provided, as part of the sample materials here, also a little bit more information about CData, SQL Server Management Studio, including some uh, screenshots on how to get started here. Um, but hopefully you've got enough information now and a resource that you can actually connect inside of Excel and Power BI to start pulling data yourself from a cloud database in a safe manner where you can try writing queries if you want to go down that way. You can start working with some big data sets to create charts, graphs, and other visualizations and more. And don't forget to check out those sample files where I've provided a couple ways that you can be able to utilize um, and some examples of what you might want to do inside of Power Query. Uh, but today's hope was hopefully to give you enough information to know how to connect Power Query to that cloud data. Now, let's go ahead and wrap up with another review question. What data source is not supported with Power Query? So what can't you connect to? Okay, can you connect to other Excel workbooks? Absolutely. You can connect to Excel workbooks and XLS, XLSX format. You can also connect to text files, so CSV files or other. As long as it's structured data, you can use it. Can you connect over ODBC? Absolutely you can. Okay. With ODBC, Open Database Connectivity, utilizing a tool such as CData, you can connect to a wide range of resources. Even if your accounting system doesn't natively support connecting to Excel, as long as there's an ODBC connector to it, you can be able to pull down that data directly. Can you connect to data from the web? Absolutely you can. You can connect to websites and more. And in fact, you can check out some of our other episodes where we've done demonstrations of how you can connect to a website and pull down data. The only thing you couldn't connect to would be something like handwritten notes on your desk, okay? The reason being is it's not in the system, it's not uh, relatable, meaning there's no kind of organization to it. Uh, if you're left-handed like me, it might be chicken scratch, but it has to be data stored in the system, it has to be data that's structured in order for this to be able to work. This isn't gonna you know, kind of uh, bridge that gap. So unfortunately, it still has to be information that exists somewhere.
So thank you so much for joining us today. What we discussed was utilizing Power Query to access data from different sources, and we took a specific look at pulling down data specifically from the new Learn SQL database servers that you can check out and learn to pull down data. And again, we've got the full QuickBooks data as uh, for both online and desktop. So if you happen to be using QuickBooks online or desktop and you want to start pulling data directly into Excel, or you want to start pulling data directly into Power BI, you can go ahead and do so. Now, if you're watching after the fact and you're not watching live, I do want to remind you, you can earn credits as a self-study product here. Go ahead and check out cpetoday.com. Our course code today is L. SQL, Learn SQL. And we'll be doing more series on this, uh, more more uh, courses on this particular topic in the future as well. Uh, so stay tuned to this particular series. And remember, you can always get credits by watching or listening our class. Now, if you're a new customer, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you being here. Even if you're attending live, why don't you get another free class on us and uh, check out uh, our catalog and you can pick whatever you'd like and just go ahead and use the coupon code one free podcast to check out and you can earn a credit for whatever class you'd like of your choosing. Now, we'd love for you to connect on social media. Let us know what you think. Um, Please feel free to reach out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. Uh, We put out stuff pretty much every single day, and we're trying to really hopefully provide the skills and knowledge you need to be that next generation professional. And you can always get our content. Our podcast is produced twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. Our content uh, for our podcast is always available for free. Um, um, You can find it wherever you happen to get content. And if you want to get credits, great. If not, please enjoy the content. So thank you so much for your time and attention today. As always, it is a pleasure and privilege bringing this to you. I look forward to seeing you back in the office the next time around. Best wishes and good luck to you all.